Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. Hope everyone's having a great year so far. I know I am. After last year, um, after the last couple of years, actually, I think I think it can't get any uh, any worse than what it has been. So I'm happy to report that things are off to a good start. And uh, you know, part of the reason why it's off to a good start is because I'm able to spend some time with co-host Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you so much, uh, Barry Smiling Sensei. Thank you, Professor um, Professor BB. <laughs> well, uh, I you know, knock on wood. If you can hear me, I nod my head. That was what my dad always uh, did. Um, knock on wood. You know, for good luck. Touch wood. That's an old tradition. Uh, I believe it's supposedly pagan or celtic old tradition uh where you know you touch wood for good luck for the spirits and all that stuff that uh, i can't exactly think of right now but uh, yeah man i'm doing well uh so far the new year is rolling along uh pretty nicely i uh you know things you know things are going pretty good so good we, you know we're hoping uh, that 2023 is, uh, you know, brings a lot of good things for uh, not just us individually, but uh, all of Weirdsville and all of everybody out there. Because Lord knows, or whoever knows, uh, John knows, Rao knows, um, the mighty uh, Imhotep, I don't know, Spaghetti Monster. Judge Judy knows we all could use true uh, a, a couple of you know easy going almost nothing happened type years. True, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Of like good stuff. So absolutely, man, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, you know one of those things where it's like I was looking at the uh, somebody had posted or I was looking at the date or something on like 2023. I'm like, oh man, 2023. Would you have thought back when we were growing up that we would be doing what we're doing in 2023? I don't even know that my brain comprehended the 20, the 2020 plus era. No, no. I mean, we obviously, we thought that we were going to be, we thought that we were going to be a lot more technologically advanced. Yet ironically, in many ways, we're more technologically advanced than we thought we were going to be. But of course, we also thought, you know, we've been thinking flying cars since, you know, the uh, since, you know, the 40s or whatever, 30s or 40s. That could be happy. Yeah. We thought that everybody was going to have their own robot at home. And, uh, you know, some people do um, with uh, little vacuum cleaners and such. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, to a degree, you know, Alexa is probably a robot, I guess, maybe. Um, but, yeah, you know, just thinking of the year 2023 was I wild. I mean, I remember when thinking of the year 2000 
was, yeah. you know, so far off and so wild and, and it wasn't even around the corner. You know, I mean, it was yeah. right there. I tell you, man, I uh, speaking of technology, man, I don't know if you've been if you've messed around with this at all, but I, I've been I've been playing around with the chat GPT stuff, the AI oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Like you got you got yourself when an AI girlfriend. Well, um, so I could I could uh, theoretically make her up. Um, this thing is amazing, dude. Like pretty much. I don't know how they're ever going to stop. Uh, basically, you don't need a you don't need textbook anymore. You don't, you don't like if you're a kid going to school right now, a student, you don't you don't need to know anything. You you yeah. you type this thing. You it's a it's a for lack of a better term, a way of finding out anything and everything in the world and beyond and having it creating a dialogue with it and um, everything from like I've been playing around with doing resumes with it. Um, it, it, It's supposed to be able to do all this coding. So like, Say, so yeah, say you're a coder and like you're trying to create something, but you don't know how to do it. You ask it to write the code and it, wow. it within an instant, man, like I, somebody was talking about how it had asked it to write a piece of like pretty in-depth information in the style of like, you know, whatever, some, mm-hmm. some, some, some language style and it spits it out like a four page you know, uh, peace within like three seconds. Yeah, man. We look, we're on the cusp of what AI, I mean, we're, we're, we're not even in really in the beginnings of what AI can truly do. Yeah. And we're seeing more and more rapid developments of what AI can do. And in, in a little bit, it's scary because, yep. you know, um, it's going to be able to do things like, uh, the creative things, and yeah. you know, because I don't know if you've seen it on in news feeds or in uh, Instagram, but a lot of people are putting, making AI art, AI computer yeah. art, where they just enter in something and it churns out stuff. Yeah. And one okay. of the things about that is, well, one, it, they the uh, AIs are um, borrowing heavily from artists who already have stuff on the internet, so right. they're really doing a lot of that, which you know. I suppose real artists do that too, but um, they're not giving credit to to the people. But also, um, you know, I mean, creativity and creative endeavors is what makes humans human. Right. Is what, and, and of course, you know, speaking as an artist, you know, and and, and a human being, uh, I just want to make that clear. I'm not AI or a or, or robot. Or Not even, that I'm aware of, or even an alien. Yes. I am a Earth-born human being, um, but you know, like it's just—it's really—it's very discouraging for artists because one, it's difficulty to do—it's difficulty to make money or you know, or try to make a living off being an artist, um, and that's you know. It's a rare, rare, rare thing. Yeah. And, like, I certainly would love to be able to spend all my time making art and doing art and cre- being creative as a human being. And that's what my, you know, output would be. Uh, but, you know, I can't, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and And it sucks. Um, 
you know, and now, you know, now the machines are coming and taking our jobs, you know, that old thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, there's truth there's truth to that. Yeah. I, but yeah, I you raise an interesting point, which is that creativity is uniquely human. Creativity yeah. in art, obviously, and that could that goes across the board. I think not yeah. even not even art, everything. Create human beings were 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 made for whatever reason to to create. Yeah, it's it liter it's in our DNA, and everybody, you know, there are people who are more you know quote unquote more creative or imaginative than others. But I don't totally buy that. I just think some people are learn to tap into it more and other people repress it and when because we generally as we get older we repress our imagination right. we give right. limits to things but that's a whole other discussion yeah yeah it it is a, 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 an area of when you talk about art and you talk about whether that be you know uh, a musical endeavor a a a drawing a painting, um, an artist themselves, most people are drawn toward someone's interpretation of the thing and how the, the influences on that person is filtered through them onto the canvas or through the guitar or, you know what I mean? And, 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 and that's where I think, I think as as good as the AI is with art and things like that, and maybe music, because people are talking about it, it creates music also. You you can have this thing create whatever it wants, but but is it does it have the human element? Yeah, I, you know yeah. what I mean. Does it have soul? Right. Does it have soul? Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, um, that's a. Uh, that's going to be a big burgeoning discussion for everyone in the coming decades. Yep. Um, but I wanted to, uh, before we got off on that tangent, I had another tangent for us before we got to, the, to today's guest. And uh, that is, this is a bit of news. And uh, it's, it's you know, we, we stray away from political stuff. But this is really a, uh, it's, it's a, I find it to be a really, really interesting story uh really great um so there's a congressman from california named robert garcia and garcia is going to be when he gets sworn in to congress you know when people are sworn into congress they typically they have you know they can swear in on the constitution or the bible or the Quran, or any other kind of you know holy text, right? You know that they are you know supposedly set their morals as guidelines. This is you know what they that they're morally grounded in. Yeah. You know, but they'll you know that's their kind of thing. Well, this guy Robert uh, Garcia is um, he's going to be um, swearing in not only just on the Constitution. But also on an original uh, 1939 copy of Superman number one. Oh, nice! Yeah, and uh, so and he's also got some family heirlooms and stuff, and his citizen papers that he's swearing in on all this stack. Nice, nice. And I think you know, I totally, fully, a hundred percent support that uh, because you know, I mean, there's so many. What who? What is? Um, you know, Superman is almost a universal 
uh, icon of you know of America, you know, yeah. or at least of good, you know, of what right. an ideal good person is, an ideal American used to be, right? You know, was truth, justice, and the American way, right? Um, but Superman's even bigger than that, yeah. You know, anymore because he is he is international. Um, but you know, I, I I think it's really fantastic. As obviously, as a comic book nerd, as a, you know, somebody who appreciates that kind of, um, you know, that respect to the character of what it represents. You know, yep. the iconography. Yep. Um, it, you know, and I mean, because Superman is a very sound moral person. You know, yep. and he represents what. A congressperson. Well, he, you know, in a way, he represents what we all should ideal, ideally, be sure um, and ideal, be idealized. But definitely for a political person who be, takes it upon themselves to, uh, you know, serve as a politician and and be this and to you know, uh, someone to you know to manifest in a way. Uh, this the Superman's qualities uh, to be, you know, as a public servant. I just think it's really awesome. That's great, man. Yeah, they. I mean, uh, a guy going into Congress needs as much superpower as he can get, not to yeah. be, not to become part of the machine. So, absolutely, I'd be interested to, to check out his track record here in a couple of years. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 um, absolutely. So, yeah, man. No, it's uh, it's an interesting time, man. Uh, you know, it's. Our, our our political landscape is uh, just just awful, and yeah. uh, so anything that that can break up the monotony and do something yeah. different, I think, is great. Yeah, I, I and, and and in many ways that I think I would I would trust someone who swears in on a Superman comic. Yeah, uh, over somebody who misses, you know on a Bible or anything because. We all know, and you and I, particularly growing up in you know a very religious area and religious households, but we all know that you know people will definitely you know, and politicians especially, their behavior is often doesn't reflect what they proclaim their their beliefs to be, yeah. and, and not just politicians, people too, but you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, I, I think that uh, Superman is a, definitely an, a grand idea for a, uh, uh, a an icon, icon, an icon of uh, that you know, truth and and justice. Apple, and, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, we've got a grand one for you guys today. We've got uh, a really interesting set of stories from our friend Mike. And uh, he was he was kind enough to come on and share with us some couple of creepy uh, weird situations. Yes, Mike is joining us from uh, upstate New York, and we had Mike's been in this podcasting game for quite a long time. Um, I think he said he they've been doing the What podcast for about ten years. Um, yeah. yeah. Which is just you know that's wild, um, but uh, yeah. So he you know that's another one. He's a, another fellow podcaster, um, and he joined us to share his stories. He's got some really cool stories from when he was younger, and creepy ones at that. So Mike, thank you so much for joining us. What's your weird story? All right, so 
I've got a few. I've got a. I've been fortunate or, or unfortunate enough, I guess, depending on on your perspective, to to have had a lot of weird things happen in in my life. But uh, um, I, I guess before I I tell the story, I should preface this by saying that I'm uh, very skeptical. I'm I I used to be like a, a hardcore believer in like all things paranormal. Uh huh. Um, I've, I've been, you know, uh, I guess obsessed with it. You could say since I've been a little kid, you know, I was, I was the, uh, the type of kid who, who insisted that there was a monster in his closet more because he wanted one to be there. Not so yeah. afraid of it. Um, so I, I, I grew up and, and my parents are both non-believers in, in the, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a very religious household. So it was like anything outside of, um, you know, religious miracles or whatever were, uh, they were likely fake. Yeah. Same, same here. Yeah. 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 Or of the devil. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even <laughs> or of the devil. So I, for, for some reason, the the paranormal and, and everything kind of resonated with me, and it was something that I had been um, since I could read. I've been reading about, and uh, so I was like a hardcore believer for the longest time. And um, I used to look down on skeptics and be like, "Oh, they just they just don't understand." Mm. Uh, but I, I get it now, and and the more. As I grew up and and you know became an adult and started doing research and thinking um, outside of things, I, I started to become more and more skeptical. But that's not to say that I don't believe that there's something happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of have a different opinion on the way things are. I guess. Sure. So I say all that just just so that I can. Um, create a frame of reference for my stories where, where I'm coming from. And, and uh, my, my first story happened when I was probably six or seven or eight, somewhere in there. It was, I, I can, I, I don't know the year it came out, but it was when uh, back to the future two had just come out on VHS. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, like, I don't know, probably late eighties. Yeah. We'll say. Yeah. Um, but the, the reason I remember that is because I was watching, we had just rented that video because it just came out on VHS and we had rented it and I was watching it when, sure. when this event happened. Um, so we, uh, my parents had moved into a house when I was five years old um, in, in a town that's, it's got kind of a weird history um, for any history buffs. If you look up the, uh, Oneida Community Utopian Society. Um, you'll you'll read a lot of weird weird stuff about that. But my my house that that I grew up in was about half a mile from the original site of the Oneida Community, and and the the city kind of grew up around the uh, dissolution of the Oneida Community. So there's a lot of history in the area. Um, the house that I grew up in was uh, built in the early 1900s. Okay. And wow. So, the, on, on, I don't remember anything weird happening prior to this. Year. There, there's some weird things that happen 
as the years went on. But this was the first thing that I can kind of concretely remember. Um, I was sitting in the living room of, of my parents' house and I was in, in the corner of the room facing the TV. Um, the way that the room was set up, if, if I, I'm going to try to describe it as best I can, but um, the front door to the house uh, opened up into this little entryway area. And from there, you could take a right and go into the dining room, or you could take a left and go into the living room. Okay. Um, so from where I was sitting, I could look through the entryway into the dining room, and off the dining room was the kitchen. Um, so I'm sitting there, I'm watching the movie. Uh, my parents were watching with me, and, and all, all of a sudden, I see movement out of the corner of my eye. So I turn, I look at where this movement is it's it's coming from um it looked like something had come from the direction of the kitchen into the dining room and just kind of leaned up against the uh the door frame that would lead into the entryway and it was i i looked at it directly and it just was there leaning against the post and it looked like it was looking in at me uh, so i i first i thought it was my dad it was kind of a, a pale figure and, and at the time my dad i uh, was wearing a white sweatshirt and light gray sweatpants so i, I thought it was him uh, just coming around the corner and and so i i called out i said dad and my dad said what and then i so i turned to my left and my dad was sitting across the room on the couch i turned back looked at it it pushed off the wall uh, turned, but it, 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 it like turned. So it wasn't turning towards the kitchen. It like did a full 360 turn, mm. and then walked back towards the kitchen. Didn't make a sound the whole time. So I told my dad, I, I think somebody's out there. We went out there. We turned all the lights on door was locked. There was nobody there. Damn. We saw no trace whatsoever. And he didn't believe that I had actually seen anything. And, and when I bring it up now, like he, he didn't, he thought like it, it, it didn't even register with him to the point where now when I, whenever I bring it up, like he doesn't even remember the, the event occurring, Wow, you know, but I can still remember it so clearly wow. in my head. Like I, I run that back. Like, what could that possibly be? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was nobody in the house at the time, so I have, I have no idea what it could possibly be. Was it, it solid? Sorry, Adam. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I, it it looked like there was somebody standing there because I, I, I thought it was my dad at first. I couldn't see through it. Yeah. I, it just was a solid, solid figure. Wow. So did it, I mean, did it look like your dad? Or did you just assume it was your dad? Because yeah, I just because it, it didn't look like my dad. It was I wasn't able to because it was all dark out there, um, and I would the only light was coming from the TV. Right. I was you know I, I was looking out and I just saw a figure like a where it looked like something wearing pale clothes. So I thought it was my dad. I couldn't make out any facial features or anything. Wow. And then it like so then it leaned against the door jam right the door frame and it kind of you say it kind of pushed itself off and did like a spin yeah left. Like, like you'd think if you were leaning against the wall and you wanted to go back towards the room that you came and you just you know push yourself off the wall and then go back out but they pushed themselves against they pushed themselves off the wall and then turned so they were like 
you know, fate doing like a full, like panoramic view of the dining room. And then they walked back towards the kitchen. Wow. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, like I said, I try to rationalize it to this day. What could it possibly have been? I have no fucking clue what it could have been. Man, that's, that's wild. In a house that old, there's no telling, you know? Yeah. It was it wearing the same kind, the same clothes as your dad, or were you even, or is it just something that your dad would wear? Well, so at, at the time he was, I, I don't know why I remember this, but I think it's because I thought it was my dad, so I remembered what he was wearing. Right. Um, but I, he was wearing a white uh, sweatshirt that said it was a Syracuse sweatshirt, mm-hmm. Syracuse University. Yeah. And. Um, and then he was wearing light gray sweatpants. So when I just see this pale figure, I just assumed that it was him, you know, hmm. without really thinking about it. But then I, I saw him. And, and, and then when I called his name out and he was across the room out, and I looked back and, and that's how I know it wasn't like something out of the corner of my eye that I just saw. Because I looked directly at it yeah. looked away, and then looked back and it was still there. And I watched it push itself off the wall and go back the way it came. Damn. That is that is strange. Yeah. Because if it was, I mean, if it was, if it looked like your dad, it sounds like it would be, you know, like a like the doppelganger. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But if it just with it being pale and you associating it with just like a kind of his frame, that kind of a thing, and it seems like I don't know, it seems like a, a kind of a situ a thing a movement that a a guy would make. Pushing yeah. off and making that spin and then leaving and purposely yeah. doing it to get your attention. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was the weirdest thing because from the, the angle that I was at, I would have been the only one to be able to see whatever it was. Right. It, my From where my parents were on the other side of the room, they wouldn't have even been able to see out into the entryway, let alone into the dining room. So it was, it was like it was just because it, it, it really looked like it was leaning there and just looking in at me. That's so weird, man. That's very strange. Did your dad take it seriously at all or did he just kind of blow it off? Well, I yeah, I, I told him I thought somebody was out there and I told him what I saw. And, and we both got up and he went out and turned all the lights on. Yeah. Checked the back door, make sure the back door was locked. Like, right. Out. And we never even used our front door. At, at, mm-hmm. at our house, we always just used the, the back door right? because it's yeah. connected to the driveway. Sure. So, yeah. you know, the, the front door was always locked. And the back door was, you know, that, that would have been where they would have come in or whatever. But um, we checked and it was it was locked. There was nobody there. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Well, did you have any other experiences in that house? Yeah, when I was a kid, I I don't remember too many, too, really anything else other than that when I was really young. Okay. Mm-hmm. But as I got older, I started to, uh, as a teenager, um, I would start to hear like whispers almost. Oh, boy. Um, sometimes it, it would sound almost like it was, it would say my name. Um, mm-hmm. There were times I would come in later at night. Um, as, as I was getting older, coming in from hanging out with my friends and everyone would be asleep and I would come in the back door, but it would sound like the TV was on. I would just hear like the sound of um, 
muffled voices, like kind of indistinct chatter or whatever. Okay. Um, wow. And then I'd go into the living room or whatever other room that I thought it might be coming from. There was nothing. And it was just silent. Wow. Um, there, there was one time when I was probably, it was before I could drive. I would guess I was probably 13 or 14. Um, and have, have either of you guys had paranormal experiences? Uh, Not of the supernatural kind. Okay. Yeah, we've um, had uh, neither. Well, I say that, but then I can kind of backtrack a little bit. I know Barry has kind of had some that may have been. And then I think one time I, um, I well, I, on the show, I'm notoriously like ghost blind. Um, like I've lived in houses and I've lived in an apartment that was haunted and apparently haunted so much. It was an old house that had been split up into apartments. It was when I was in college and, uh, it had been, ha- it was haunted so much that the girl that lived in the apartment before me broke her lease and moved out early, which is how I was able to get in there. And I didn't realize it. I didn't realize it was a girl who I knew, but also, um, I didn't re- know that this place was haunted at all because I didn't experience anything. But everybody else that lived there saw some pretty crazy shit. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm pretty notoriously you know like ghost blind, with the possible exception of one time, um, I was in a restroom at a uh, chain store, an Ollie's discount store, and I thought I heard somebody in the t- toilet stall next to me kind of make a little bit of a. Sound, you know, like a little bit of a grunt, a little bit of a push, and then uh, I was gonna say, you know, hey, don't strain yourself too hard, buddy, or something like that, you know, uh, to break the ice. And then I went and I looked, and there was nobody in the stall. So I don't know. Ghost pooper next. Yes, that's right. That's right. So that's 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 about the extent of my supernatural, uh, paranormal, supernatural kind of things. Yeah. The, the reason that I ask is because um, a lot of people um, that that I've uh, interacted with, um, in addition to my own experience, um, when when they have like an odd paranormal experience, um, there's an onset of like this weird kind of unnatural fear that takes over. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't really make sense because like. Like when I when I think of it, about this stuff at its core, like I'm I'm intrigued by it, you know, and, and if there's something that's going to be like a legit paranormal event, uh, I I want to experience that. I, I yeah. want to know what what's going on. I want to I want to get get my fingers into it and like really really figure it out. Um, but despite all that. Uh, sometimes the fear still takes over. Um, yeah. So I, so I had this experience when I was 13 or 14, I was the only one home at the time and, uh, same house. I, and actually coincidentally, I was sitting in the exact same location. I was when wow. I was a kid. Okay. So, um, and so I'm sitting there, I was listening to music and it was just me. So I had the music cranked up loud and I was just, sitting there. Um, I, I don't remember what I was waiting for, waiting for one of my friends to get home or something, but, um, 
so I'm, I, as I'm sitting there, I'm like probably four or five tracks in on on the CD. What, what, and, what's the, uh, pardon me for interrupting, yeah. but what CD was it? Because it, it was the uh, the Crow Two soundtrack. Oh, hey, oh, what a coincidence! We just had somebody on last week that was talking about the Crow, and, <laughs> and, and we talked yeah. in depth about the soundtrack. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's that's great. Wow. Yeah. So that's that was that was my soundtrack of choice for the evening. Cool, cool. Nice. And uh, I was like four or five tracks in. And all of a sudden, like nothing weird had happened, but this overwhelming sense of fear just took over. And so I, I didn't really know what to do because at this point I'm a, I'm a teenager. So I'm like, you shouldn't be afraid to be home alone. That's fucking ridiculous. Sure. I had been home by myself many times. So it, that was silly. I, and I stayed sitting there, but I, I looked towards the other end of the room. So not the not the end that had the uh, the entryway, um, and the way the house was set up, it kind of went in a circle. So if you went through the dining room, you'd go into the kitchen. Then from the kitchen, um, you'd go into the spare room, and then through the that room had two doors, and then through that door was the other sure. end. Sure. Not not yeah. not a lot of hallways or anything like that. No. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Old home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I, for some reason, looked looked over to the other end of the room, and uh, my parents had a, a sun porch that was attached to the back of, of the living room, but it was just a regular door that was there with a curtain over it. And then above it was just, like, blank wall till you got to the ceiling. They had um, really tall balloon ceilings, like like 10 or 12 feet tall ceilings. They were ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge, like, blank area above this door. And um, so I look over there, and, and I get this. I don't, it, it's hard to. Have you ever seen the movie The Frighteners? Yes. I haven't. All right. So in The, in the Frighteners, um, the ghost or the grim reaper or whatever it is, it, like as it's moving through walls and stuff, you can like see it like ripple across the surface of the wall. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it was kind of like that, but it was a lot more vague. Like it was like this vague sensation of movement going across that blank area mm-hmm. on the other side. Okay. And just, so I, I already had this overwhelming sense of fear for no reason. And then I look over and I see that weird movement, ripple thing and it scared the shit out of me and i i it was to the point i was uh it was the middle of winter and uh winter in upstate new york is no joke yeah right yeah man shit it's like fuck you die cold right but i was sitting inside um and i was wearing just a t-shirt but that scared me so much that I didn't even want to go out the back door. I just immediately ran to the front door and ran out the door and, and left. Damn. And I just happened to meet my friend as he was walking home. So I, I told him what happened. And we went back to his house, which was also kind of haunted too. So that was weird. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, it's it's and the Frighteners, which another really great uh, Michael J. Fox movie. So, yeah, 
out there having ch- you have not you not you never saw the frightening bear i did i i was just looking at the uh, i looked it up i had i haven't seen it man i i and i don't know why i think it's peter jackson that directed it but i could oh, be wrong but okay. yeah no it definitely was wow it's, it's really good it's I'll have really to see really it. good that's and, cool uh, michael j fox is he's a little bit different from his normal characters mm-hmm. um, i'm doing the show knock it off <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it's 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 worth checking out for everybody out there. So wow, yeah, I haven't seen it. I'll have to check it out for sure, man. So did your folk like? Did you tell your folks about any of that, or had they? No, I didn't tell them about that. At okay. All. Did and, they, and most of the like all the other stuff, hearing the voices and, and uh, there was one time I was in the kitchen with with a friend of mine. And we heard, uh, we, we literally heard footsteps go all the way around us in the kitchen. We were standing at the table. I was at one side of the table. He was on the other and like walking around the perimeter of the kitchen and just footsteps going around. And then that was it. Wow. Oh, dude. That's freaky. That is very freaky. Yeah. But you had at least somebody there that could corroborate like what was happening. Wow. Right. I had another friend who said he saw something, but um, he was also one of those guys that was known to be a bullshitter. So I, I don't one hundred percent believe it. <laughs> yeah. So I, we had we had one of those friends as well, girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I told him, and I told him about the shit that I had experienced, and then I think that he was like, "Oh, I saw it too." Yeah. 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 Do Do you? Uh, did you have any siblings in the house or as well, or does yeah. Sony? Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I've got four younger brothers. Oh, okay. Wow. None of them have really experienced much. I've had a couple brothers who, like one of my brothers, um, just recently moved out a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, but he said there would be times like he would be in the shower, and he would, and no one would be home, and it would sound like someone was knocking on the door. Wow, and then he would get all freaked out, and and like all the doors would be locked. He'd look around, and no one would be there. Damn. Well, at least they were knocking on the door, and not like yeah. you know knocking on the shower, you know, moving the shower curtain or the shower door. If you right. like one of those yeah. things, that'd be a whole other kind of. I mean, really though, if something's going to scare the shit out of you, being in the shower is probably about the best place you can be. Yeah, you're the best. <laughs> Damn. So, but it was kind of weird. Like the, the, it, it, more than anything, it just, it, you'd feel a presence from time to time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I wouldn't really, more often than not, it wouldn't be hearing or see. Like I, I only saw something those two times. That was in, in, I lived there almost 20 years. Okay. Yeah, but those were significant sightings, I would have to say. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but it wasn't like, <clears throat> It wasn't like it was like making regular appearance, like beating down the door. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, more often than not, it was just you, you'd get this feeling um, that that something was there, but nobody would be there. Right. You know, or, you, or you'd hear like a, a floorboard creak. Yeah. Just outside of, of the room you were in. Sure. And then you'd wait for someone to, to be there and no one would be there. Right. It was well, more least, things like that. Sure. Yeah. At least those things are released. They're not um, 
there's no violence, you know. It doesn't right. sound like there's anything harm trying to harm mm-hmm. you. I mean, maybe try to, you know, play maybe play with you a little bit, um, but it doesn't look seem like they were too, they were you know malignant spirits. Right. Yeah. And and at the time, like I said, I was a I was a hardcore believer. And, right. Um, so to me, ghosts were were real. Like you, it was obviously somebody that used to live there and they were haunting right. my house they're, they're, they can't move on sure but um i've got a very different opinion on on all that stuff now but the the weird thing is um when i turned 18 i got a i got a, a dog and it was the first dog we had ever had mm-hmm. and um when she was a puppy she used to just stare at, at certain places you know whether it be in the middle of the room or or at the wall and just start barking and growling and by the time she had grown up and and become an adult um that feel like the oppressive feeling that you'd feel from time to time was completely gone i experienced nothing Hmm. so i don't know if if it you know whatever didn't like the presence of the dog and it, it was like fucking with its mojo or something. Yeah. Could. Yeah. Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-O dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors how did you how with the experiences that you had and then and then and then becoming more skeptical where does that start to play in how do you arrive at that? Well, I, I the way that I look at things um, has changed quite a bit. And and while I can't discount my own experiences, um, you know, I, as much as I try to give any rational explanation for it, just just you know, having having it be uh, something that persisted for over fifteen years. Um, it, it kind of, uh, I, I can't be skeptical about that. And, and when I say that I'm skeptical, um, I, I definitely, like, I, I don't want to paint the picture. Like I'm, I'm one of those, uh, like 
professional bunkers right right yeah right. like you know it's a it's a barn owl or it's swamp gas you know i'm not i'm not one of those people um but it, it makes me i i think that a lot of the experiences are genuine that, mm-hmm. that i think that a, a lot of them are misunderstood though mm-hmm. um, yeah with and and i think you, you see that a lot more with um like the alien abduction type experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also probably possession experiences to, to a lesser extent as uh-huh. well. Um, and I, and I, and I, again, not to, not to discount the experience. I think that in a lot of cases, abduction experiences are, um, a experience that was planned on a person. Um, like a, like a planted memory rather than actual recalling of, of what happens, which is why it's buried. But then even when it's unburied, you, you've got this like, like mask put over the memory of, of yeah. what was actually happening. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I don't think, I don't think that in a lot of ways, um, the abduction stuff kind of goes hand in hand with the UFO stuff. Um, to me, the UFO stuff seems to be, if, if you take the alien aspect out of it and, yeah. and separate the the um, abduction experiences away from the UFO phenomenon itself, um, you're going to find that a lot of there's a lot of cases where there's repeated UFO events that occur that also coincide with sightings of Bigfoot, other mm-hmm. criminals. Yep. And also people in the area start experiencing things very similar to poltergeist activity, mm-hmm. um, whether it be hearing voices or moving objects, bumping on the wall, things manifesting that shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, and so where in my younger days, I would I would look at a haunting and be like, well, that's ghosts. And then I would look at UFOs and that's aliens. And I would look at Bigfoot and I'd be like, that's an unknown animal. Look, mm-hmm. yeah, all that stuff. Um, the more research that I do and the more experiences that I myself have, um, as well as experiences that I've I've discussed with other people, um, it makes me it really makes me feel like everything all, all this like supernatural paranormal mystical whatever you want to call it it's all tied together mm-hmm. you know it, it's not I, I think that we're doing a disservice to uh, the events themselves and the phenomenon to to say that it's uh, you know, to compartmentalize it and say that it's different things and, and not look at the similarities between it and and um, how they all tie together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that's, um, I think that's a big part of researching the paranormal is kind of <clears throat> trying to, uh, find these connections and try to make sense of the connections and, and how they tie together, why they tie together. Sure. Yeah. And, that's- and it's, it's the more that you look into it, the deeper that rabbit hole goes. And it, and, Shit starts to get really weird, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> definitely. Have you had? Uh, uh, have you seen a UFO? Have you had a sighting or anything like that, or experienced that? Or yeah, 
Yeah, okay. I have. Um, nothing like I wouldn't say it's anything um, too profound, um, but there there was a period of time where I I was seeing them frequently. Um, you know, I've never had like an abduction experience or anything, but I have like I, I so I've I've seen one one experience I had watching UFO. Um, I sat there with my girlfriend at the time for 45 minutes straight. And it got to the point where um, we were just like, you know, after 45 minutes, we're like, well, you know, we've, we've been watching it for 45 minutes. Let's, we just, we kind of got bored with it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's uh, a super, super, super long, uh, you know, kind of a UFO experience because most yeah. of them are like, Less than a minute, you know. The, the fucked up thing is that I was at a music festival at the time, and I could get no one else to pay attention to it. Mm. Like, I'm calling the people I'm camping with. I'm, I'm like, you guys got to come out here. There's a UFO. We're, we're what we've been what and and like I waited to call them out because I don't want to call them out and be like, oh no, it's just a plate. Yeah, you know? right. So I, I waited, and I had watched it for about ten minutes at this point. But when I call, and none of them wanted to come out. Our neighbors were sleeping, like no one else was around. I, I, I've got to imagine people saw it. And and be, just because I said I was at a music festival, I was not on any sort of psychedelics at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I know Barry was um, going to follow That was logical. <laughs> yeah, it's a logical next question for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, I, I, I can't even play. But uh, we uh, basically, it was a really clear night. Um, we were we were looking at the stars and all of a sudden it looked like a star like dropped you know it was the, it was the same brightness size and everything of, of your typical star in the sky but it just like kind of dropped out of its position on the wall so I, I thought maybe it was a shooting star right. but then it started moving back and forth across the sky like it would go all the way over then all the way back then it started doing loops like wow. it was round and round like like doing going backwards and it started doing figure eights or like, a, I guess it'd be a infinity symbol. Cause it was sideways. Wow. Wow. And yeah, it was just, and that's all it was doing. Just moving back and forth. I never changed intensity, never uh, like sped up or disappeared and reappeared, never changed colors, never blinked. It was just 45 minutes. I watched this light dance across the sky. Wow. Was it, what color was the light itself? It looked just like a star, okay. like just like a star. Wow! Oh. Damn, man. Yeah, it, it was it was weird, and that was the the first time I ever I ever saw one, and that was like the longest lasting one. I've I've seen like weird lights and everything. Um, mm-hmm. I saw a triangle formation once that just kind of flew over silently. It didn't do anything weird; just kind of flew over. Yeah. Um, yeah. My girlfriend I'm with now, we uh, we both saw what looked like kind of like a fireball, and it just it flew out from behind a, the tree line that was across the street from my house, and flew out, and then stopped, and then flew back the way it came, and that oh, was wow. it. Damn. Yeah, but like it's it's weird because because I I can't explain any of those, but to me right. they're not really like profound UFO sightings. Like yeah. that doesn't anything like it's just a weird light i saw sure yeah so i'm not like saying like in my head when i saw that triangle formation i was thinking 
that it was like a weird coincidence of satellites that just somehow teamed up and, and you know, with the rotation of the earth and everything, it just, I found the perfect moment where three satellites formed a perfect triangle and flew over. <laughs> that's, that's the way I tried to rationalize. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's healthy to, to, um, to be skeptical like that for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've had, and Adam has also had a UFO experience where we saw something and, and out of all the weird shit that I've seen in the sky, I know in my, in my case, my sighting was totally different. It was like, just in my gut, I know what I saw and I can't, I just can't explain it as being anything of what we know to be a human technology, you know? I could be wrong, but I, I just feel that. And so, how, how, what, what did it look like? What you saw? It was. Um, <clears throat> I've told this story before, but it was um, hovering above a highway that I I used to we used to live uh, three miles out of town. Which in Oklahoma, three miles outside of city limits is pitch black, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's there's no there's no light pollution, so. Uh, this thing was hovering above the the highway at you know f- maybe fifty to a hundred foot off the ground, and there it, it was lights and I you know it was when I was like twelve thirteen years old maybe it was a long time ago and and you know what color the lights were I, I, I'm not really sure but my dad was the one driving and he corroborates the story also I just we you know just had this discussion whenever I told it here on the on the podcast probably about five years ago um but we got directly pretty much underneath the thing and it was totally silent and it just sat there and we sat there for a few minutes and we decided to go ahead and drive to our house which is probably another half a mile from where the thing was and as we drove to our house it kind of followed us. There's a tree line that was, there's a Creek in Oklahoma um, where we live. There's the only groupings of trees that you see pretty much are like around water sources. So um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like wheat fields. And so it followed, there's a Creek um, that was pretty close to our house that it followed the tree line and it would just kind of hovered. My dad had called the, uh, the police or the sheriff and asked them if they had, you know, anything in the air, like airplanes or helicopters in the area. They didn't have anything on radar. They couldn't see it. So it was just weird. It was really strange. And it's like, you know, I don't know what it was, but it wasn't normal. So, um, but I remain skeptical, you know, I'll see things and I'm like, you know, try to explain it. And I haven't never seen anything since then that to me was of the, of the same, you know, weird character. Yeah. I also saw uh, a few years later, the same kind of triangle formation and where it flew over us uh, without making a sound. And I know uh, at least two other people in generally the same area where we grew up um, also saw this same triangle formation, you know, independently of us at different times. Um, you know, and of course, when you live out in the country and you look at the stars, you know, you know what a shooting star looks like. You know what the meteorite is, and you kind of you know um, what, that a satellite, what a satellite 
how it behaves. Right. You know, it just goes across yeah. in a straight line. Yeah. Uh, and it may blink or it may just be straight, you know. Um, but these, you know, those were definitely the triangle formation things were definitely unusual. And then I also saw at another time um, some that were similar to like what you described, where they were like a white dot, like a star. Uh, but I saw two of them, or was it two or three? Maybe three. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly, but they were there were three. They were in the sky, and uh, ironically, I was telling a friend of mine the story about the first UFO I saw, and um, I, they these were in like south of town, and they were like just they were coming along, and they were going in different directions, and they kind of like met up. And then one took off, uh, like, one way to, like, the east, like, just like a rocket. Just the other one took off to the west, and the other one, the third one started coming towards us and then took off, arched towards uh, the, the the east. And uh, my friend that was uh, with me, he was freaking out because he's like, oh, my God, they're coming to get us. I was like, dude, you know, if they, were, if they were coming to get us, man, we wouldn't have seen them. but yeah so we've seen that's more of what you know i mean we've had more on that side of the paranormal uh than like the supernatural um Mm -hmm. and so we're you know i don't know what it was but i know what it wasn't you know right Um, it wasn't a plane it wasn't a satellite it wasn't a shooting star or anything that I know of, of a natural occurrence, either both times. Um, there was some kind of intelligent operation on these things. And this was long before drones and, uh, you know, anything such as, as that. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it was, it's a mystery, but I, you know, I say, well, it's a UFO because by you all definition, it. it fits. Yeah. 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 But going back to your original, uh, what you were talking about, your original premise of uh, these things not necessarily being separate things, like, uh, you know, that idea never occurred to me before we started the podcast. And then we had gone down to the the uh, one of the uh, Oklahoma Bigfoot festivals down in southern Oklahoma, and that was the first time I was introduced to the idea of, like, a Bigfoot sighting and UFO sighting coexisting and that it could be, you know, kind of like what you're saying, could be the same, could be on the same plane or whatever you want to, you know, could be a, a similar thing, a, a similar energy source, I guess. It's kind of, yeah, kind yeah, of, exactly. it's kind of interesting to think about, man. Yeah. yeah. I know there's a lot of researchers, the prominent researchers, direction of thinking that these things are are related that they you know maybe they're not you know from outer space but they're interdimensional kind of beings um right you know and whereas they've been with us all along in some form or another it's just you know we as the ages go by we we give them different names you know so we're right where they used to we be angels or, different filters or different exactly. lenses yeah yeah they used to be gods or agents of gods or demigods and then angels and then, you know, fairies and, and you know, now aliens and UFOs. So. Right. Definitely. Yeah. And, and I think, like, when when you've got uh, 
stories going back before there was actual like civilization in you know or quote unquote civilization um, in a lot of areas, but you still have these stories of spirits like uh, they're they're basically outlining the the modern tales of of cryptids hauntings and alien encounters it's it's yeah. all the same and and now we we because we have houses that many generations have lived in in a lot of cases um if you have something weird happening in your house immediately it's a ghost you know that there's no other explanation for it right. it's, a, it's clearly a ghost it's a dead person who's living in my house and it's bullshit right but I, I don't think that's that's the case. There's just too too many coincidences in in events that happen um, to just kind of attribute it all to sure. spirit. Yeah. Well, and, and and the whole idea of every, you know, I mean, we're we're just trying to what what human beings do to understand things we're trying to understand things we're trying to put them in a category in a place in a box a framework so that we can identify it because the thing that we fear the most is the unknown you know we don't know uh, and and not knowing or not being able to find out what it is frightens us because that means it's beyond our understanding obviously but it's what causes us to to freak out so we try to ascribe things you know a parameter to say well if it's in the sky and it does this and does that you know we'll, it's a ufo we'll call it a ufo um and then you know but now but does that necessarily mean it's always the you know traditional little green men from mars or the little gray big-eyed things no it doesn't mean that at all could it be absolutely why not uh, you know, are these things that are happening, is it, is it the house settling or is it a poltergeist or is it a ghost or is it, you know, uh, some interdimensional trickster or who knows, you know, we don't know. And so we but try that to kind of fucked up like that, that we that's how we rationalize it. Like, like, yeah. oh, well, well, in order to make myself feel better, I'm going to say it's the spirit of a dead person or, or right. an alien from a complete other yeah. galaxy. That'll make me feel a lot better than right. actually what yeah. it could be. Yeah, well, it's a cultural. I mean, uh, often that is also it's a cultural bias about yeah, what yeah, we absolutely. think it is and how scared we are of the dead, or scared we right. are of things that are passed on, or whatever causes the bumps in the night. Um, you know, if we think that they're demons, then that's scary. But if we think that maybe it's just uh, uh, Grandma Louise, um, <laughs> who you know, then you know, who's just saying, "Hey, I'm here. Don't forget me." Then that's not as bad, you know. Um, so it's kind of, again, it's just trying to calm ourselves. I mean, that's one of the biggest things that we do as, you know, a species is we're trying, we always try to put things in a box so that we can carry that box with us so we can identify and everything. That's why we always want to put names on things and label things. It's why we always want to understand and know things so that, you know, we can so so that we can control our universe basically in our minds right. and that stuff that we can't control um you know we have to ascribe these other things to so we have to say well this it's 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 god or it's it's unknowing thing this thing that we can't know so we have to say it's beyond our knowledge we just you just have to believe that's what it is and so that's it's all science and religion are all just trying to put things in a box so that we can understand the our place right. in the universe 
crazy and good. Crazy good Sorry. stuff. <laughs> Sorry for my little rant there. No, I'm I'm guilty of, of that rant all the time. I'm sure people that listen to, to my show are probably like, shut the fuck up. Like, that's that's like my jam. I, I go off on that rant constantly. That's great, man. Let's talk Positive. about your show. Yeah, let's talk about that because we you know, that's part of the reason why we started doing this, obviously, to have these types of conversations with people to to talk about these things that like it's almost like the dawning of a new era in humanity where we have the ability to look back in history as far as we can uh, and we have the technology to keep track of these things. And so um, our ideas about what we used to have um, at our uh, you know fingertips um we're just they, they didn't exist and these conversations that people are having are important ones so the the you have a podcast and and you you talk about similar subjects is that is that kind of where you're coming from yeah we um we basically started this show. we've we've been doing it almost 10 years now um we started in in 2013 okay wow and we, we've been um and, and it's kind of it, it's funny earlier you said that that before you started the show, you started, you had a different thought process when it came to the paranormal. Yeah. And that's, that's where I was too. And, and the more I did the show, um, the more I kind of started to, uh, my, my, uh, thought process began to evolve as it relates to, to the subject. But, um, we, uh, we started the show kind of with the idea that we would cover like a different, uh, paranormal case every week. Okay. And, um, you know, we've now gone, we're over 400 episodes in. Wow. Um, so it's getting harder to find actual cases. And then sometimes you'll find a case and, and it's a cool case, but how are you going to bullshit about it for an hour? You know? Yeah. Right. Um, right. So, so we, uh, we, we still tackle specific cases as well, but now we're, we're we kind of get, more into um we we do a lot of discussion about theory and mm-hmm. whenever we bring up a, uh if if we have like a specific event we're going to be talking about we'll try to bring in other events that kind of relate to it yeah. um but but i mean our, our bread and butter is is ufo events and hauntings nice bigfoot stuff like that's that's the biggest thing we do um but we we have a, a Patreon account as well where we do some we do shorter episodes like where we can cover those cases that uh, you wouldn't be able to make a full episode out of. We just we'll just talk about it for ten fifteen minutes and call sure. it a day. Sure. Um, so it, it, that kind of gives us a platform to talk about those those cases. Um, but but for the we we put out three episodes a month. Okay. Um, and then we have a, a second show called Casting Watts. Like our, our main show is the Watt Cast. Okay. Uh, it's it's uh, my partner Mateo. He actually he lives in California. I'm in upstate New York. We have never met in real life. Oh wow! Oh, uh, how did yeah, that how did that happen? Uh, it, through Twitter, we actually back in in like 2012, we would just kind of share UFO videos back and forth. Okay. And, he mentioned that he was he w- was trying to start a show, um, and it was going to be like a, a one man show. And he 
was thinking over time he'd get guests to come on or whatever, but he would just talk by himself. Um, and so he had mentioned he was doing this and, and a couple of weeks went by and I had asked him how it was going. And he said he tried to record for like three hours and got like 10 minutes of usable stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talking. And uh, it's very uncharacteristic of me, but I, I offered to do it with him. Um, I'm very much an introvert and I hate public speaking and, uh, and talking to strangers and like all, the, the, there was no reason why I, yeah. I should ever said that I would do it, but I said I would do it. And, yeah. uh, we, I, when I called him up on Skype the, the first night, I'm just in the back of my mind, I'm just like, please have something go wrong. So he doesn't answer and I can just call it <laughs> off. And, yeah. Yeah. He answered, and uh, we d- we did the first episode, and it was awkward as fuck. And uh, it's still out there; it's available. It's episode one of the Whatcast, and it's complete and utter shit. So I <laughs> I recommend against starting with episode one. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> um, but then he uh, he invited me back because I, I mentioned the Skinwalker Ranch, and at the time we recorded that, the Skinwalker Ranch wasn't as well known as it is. Yeah. Now. Sure. Um, so he wanted me to come back to talk about that. So I did it the next week. And then after that, he asked me to come back for the third week. So I did. And then he's like, you want to just do this regularly? And that's, that's awesome, man. Awesome, dude. So something good did come out of a Twitter, inter- yeah. Twitter interaction, huh? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. It's, it's one of those rare occasions. Where that's cool, man. Happens. Yeah. Well, you guys have been doing it. If you've been doing it for 10 years, you were early on in the, earlier on in the in the podcast game for sure that's awesome yeah yeah we've we've been around for a very long time um but it's you know it's still it's still something that even though our opinions have evolved on the the paranormal and it to me it's more intriguing now than ever that's great not like past the bullshit borders between events and and different sort of things that are going on uh, and try to look at it as as just puzzle pieces to a bigger picture. Sure. Right. Yeah. It's it's so much more interesting than it ever was. That's awesome, man. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. So I, I I'm still very passionate about it. It's still uh, a, a big part of of my life. Like you know my uh, my downtime. I guess is a lot of it is spent researching this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. I never got sick of it man i've been i've awesome. been into it since i've been like i don't know five or six and here i am in my 40s and i'm still very into it good for you man that's Absolutely. awesome that is. um is there do you guys um do you have a way for people to contact you as far as a an email or a facebook page or any of that kind of stuff social media um i don't think i know we used to have a facebook page i don't use facebook at all so okay. I, I don't um, I, my, my partner, Mateo's wife is the one who used to handle our, our Facebook page, but I don't, you might be able to find us on Facebook. We're, we're 100% on Twitter and Instagram. Cool. Um, <clears throat> you can find, we're on YouTube as well. Um, we upload our, we don't really have a big YouTube community at all. If you want to follow us there, it's cool. Um, we do have some exclusive content. Um, we do, uh, 
if anyone's familiar with the SCP Foundation, we've we've posted a lot of uh, SCP file readings and, okay. and like voice acting stuff on there. Cool. Uh, we also do uh, exclusive music videos. We we do kind of like stupid death metal stuff. Oh, nice, man! That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. for you, man. That's awesome. Um, well, we we're music lovers here, so yeah, nice, nice, yeah. What was yeah. The, now? What was the other, the second podcast that you do as well? Casting what's okay, and that's and- that. Uh, that's just kind of uh, something we do in our spare time. It doesn't really have a regular release schedule, yeah. and it's just kind of an outlet for us to bullshit about whatever we want, unrelated to the paranormal. Cool, cool. Uh, nice. Inevitably, it usually ends up going down the road of comic books or horror movies, but uh, right on. That's great. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome, uh, man. Well, yeah, we're any, really anywhere podcasts are available. We're there, um, and YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. It's a, I just look for the Whatcast, and I think we're the only ones now. There used to be someone else bought the uh, domain name for the Whatcast.com, and it took a while for us to get that, but we got it. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, there's so many, I mean, you know, there's so many podcasts out there and a lot of them don't last, but they still will grab a name. And so, you know, like when you're trying to figure out the name of your podcast, you got to kind of do a little research and everything. Yeah. And, uh, I had an idea for, uh, this show, um, a different name for, which I've forgotten now, but I, somebody else had it. And so uh, then I came up with uh, with this uh, because you know that's it's basically you know you kind of want it in the title. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah right. You, know? you kind of want it in the title so that people know you're, what you're talking about, and uh, and so that's why we 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 landed up. And I think it works it works works well for us. So it gave us a good uh, yeah, it's, you know it's yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of uh, of uh, weird uh, names for shit, thank you for coming on and sharing your weird story, and uh, and letting us know that uh, where to find you, and hopefully, hopefully, we'll get some people that listen to us go over and, and subscribe to you guys. You know, yeah, that that would be very cool. If if you enjoyed my brand of bullshit, check us out. <laughs> Absolutely, it's right up there with our brand of bullshit. So absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'm in good company. Great, man. Yeah, you are. You are. Uh, thanks so much, Mike, for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Thanks for having blast. me. Hey, everybody. You're listening to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us, make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience and we can have more friends. We can have more stories. So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story. Mike, thanks for coming on. Really, really interesting stories. And, uh, yeah, creepy. I don't know how I would have reacted at the age that he was to the uh, the shadow figure. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, just crazy, man. 
Yeah, dude. I mean, it, well, you know, and, and and that's the thing. It really wasn't really a kind of a, it wasn't a shadow figure. Really, kinda. It was just some kind of something. Something. You, you know. I mean, it was almost the opposite of a shadow being. But it coming in and just like you know, casual, being super casual like yeah. it was, yeah. leaning up against that post and then you know spinning around. Um, dude, yeah, uh, just wild, wild stuff. And the time you know, getting scared out of your house. I mean, yeah. I can remember being a kid sometimes, you know, and you're you're so scared you don't know what to do except for run outside of your house. Yep. You know, oh, yeah. which is not really the bright, brightest idea. But if you're terrified, you don't think straight. You'd think, get out. You know, it's, yeah. it's fight or flight. Yep. And as a kid, it's that means run, run away. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So awesome. Great stories. And uh, thank you for sharing with us, Mike. Everybody go check out the what podcast. Um, you can uh, the what casters dot com. You can go find them there. Uh, if you like what we're doing, you'll like the stuff they talk about, of course. And uh, then, there, of course, their side project where they talk about uh, all everything else uh, and, and, you know, like comic books, as we mentioned before, and, and, and like uh, uh, metal and all the court stuff like that. So, you know, reg- regular dudes talking about their other regular dude stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. <laughs> it's great, man. Well, yeah, we, uh, we're excited because we've got you know, some great episodes coming up, uh, new year, uh, new guests and really, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about what we got going on. Oh yeah. Next week we've got one, uh, man, it's, it's, uh, with Melinda and it is fantastic. You guys, it's, we've had something a little bit like it before, but not like this. Uh, it is full blown, uh, and uh, you're uh, you're going to be very interested in hearing it. Um, so yeah, join us next week as we are always here for you every week, every Tuesday. We drop that new uh, uh, bomb into your ear holes um, every Tuesday on your favorite podcatcher. And uh, yeah, so we got like like Barry said, tons of good stuff coming up, and of course, we're always looking for more. So you know how to get a hold of us. Uh, you can uh, email us wywspod at gmail or through the Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter. And Twitter is actually how Mike got a hold of us. Um, you know, we're always looking for great stories, any kind of stories, weird or otherwise. We just love good stories. Uh, fun stories just hit us up we want to talk we'll, we'll work it out we'll figure out something we just want to hear your great stories and have you join us here in weirdsville absolutely all right gang uh if you are not following us on your uh pr- your podcaster of choice make sure you do follow us uh so that you'll have your episodes directly saved and ready to go every time you pop on there and if you happen to be on uh like itunes uh give us a rating give us a review that would be awesome we uh that really helps us out a lot uh because the more reviews and ratings that we get from our fans we don't ask you guys a lot 
but uh, you know of things. But we would really appreciate if you can do that for us, uh, just because it helps us out, helps us grow as an audience. It says to iTunes, "Hey, you know this is good. More people should listen." Uh, that kind of a thing, and same for you know Spotify. I know now they have a rating kind of thing you can do, uh, but anywhere you can share us with uh, your friends, your family, um, your coworkers, your enemies, uh, people you went to high school with, all of that stuff. You know, post us up on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or wherever. Let it let the world know you're part of Weirdsville. I'm proud, and. Uh, and that we we are all Weirdsville here together on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will catch you next time. I've been Adam Beebe. I've been Barry Johnston. The Smiling Sensei. Thank you very much. We love you. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.